If we each consider the list of our animal heroes from our early childhood literary experiences, that list will no doubt offer an insight into our individual backgrounds. And that list will undoubtedly feature creatures such as dogs, cats, horses, and bears. For me, the list includes Piglet, who lived in the Hundred Acre Wood with his friend Pooh, Mr. Toad, whose greatest thrill was driving too fast, Wise Badger, dear Jemima Puddle Duck, domesticated Mrs. Tiggywinkle, noble Black Beauty, and Ricky Tiki Tavi. But amongst our list, there are very, very few domesticated animals who are small and live in cages. Especially not ones like the heroine of Tom Spicer's book, A Week with Waffles, whose favorite thing is a purple plastic igloo, who eats grapes, and who is a guinea pig. A guinea pig whose existence comes to life under the pen of Thomas Spicer. Tom Spicer is an award-winning writer and video producer at the Penn College of Technology. Tom recently came into the WVIA studio in Williamsport to tell us more about waffles. I had waffles for several years. My daughter picked her out of a pet store many, many moons ago, and she remained with me. And she was such a unique pet. And I thought, wow, what a way to honor Waffles. Let's make her sort of a, a hero in a book and have her be a conduit for kids to learn important lessons like the days of the week. What was it about Waffles that delighted you and made you think she was bookworthy? She was just a happy pet. It was funny because when I would clean her cage a couple times a week, I'd plop her out on the floor and she wouldn't move. She loved her cage. She loved her purple igloo so much. She just couldn't wait to get back in there. And you could put her on your lap and pet her and she would squeak away. And whenever you went to the refrigerator and opened the door, she thought she was getting either a grape or a blueberry and would start to squeak. So she was a very well taken care of guinea pig, had unlimited kibble and hay, Timothy Hay. She loved that too. But she was a very loving pet. She was a guinea pig of character. Yes. The only thing she didn't like was getting her nails done. <laughs> yeah. That was always a challenge. So what came first? You looked at waffles and thought she would make the wonderful subject of a book that, and probably many children who aren't allowed cats or dogs for whatever reason might be allowed to have a guinea pig or might know a guinea pig. Sure. So there's that immediate association of this little creature. Was it Waffles first or the idea of producing a book that would appeal to young children and, and what age children were you aiming for? Yeah, mainly the preschool set, yeah. early elementary. And that's a good question if it was waffles first and then the idea. I should say where the idea originated at my employer, Pennsylvania College of Technology, and a portion of proceeds from A Week with Waffles goes to the Emergency Scholarship Fund at the college. It's been my employer for years. It's a great place to work. In my job there as a writer or video producer in the public relations department, I did a story on a colleague of mine, Megan Rogers, who did a book about her blind son called A Miracle Named Mason, about her 11-year-old son. And it was beautifully illustrated, and I did a nice press release story about it. And that's what really sparked my idea, because of course I got her book and I was going through it. I said, man, these illustrations are great. It tells a neat story. I said, maybe I could do something with waffles 
and have it be fun but educational at the same time because it goes through the days of the week so kids can learn the days of the week. And each page also asks questions to encourage creative thought. So I have to credit Megan's book with really sparking my interest in doing it. And I reached out to the same illustrator she used. The illustrator's in Argentina, actually. I sent her the manuscript for Waffles, and she says, oh, I love this. I love the idea of having a guinea pig. And uh, she went to work on it and came out last year. It's been very successful. And as I open the book, I can see that it's going to be especially appealing to local kids because there's property of Williamsport crosscutters. Oh, yes, on yes. The wall. I try to acknowledge, lovely. you know, the, the local area. And everybody, in, all the characters in the book are real and all the animals in the book are, are based on real animal. Have you had any experience with working with young children? How do you go about writing a book or is it just your knowledge as a parent? Yeah, I think it was my knowledge as a parent yeah. and just thinking about putting myself in their shoes, what they would like to see and learn. And I was heartened by the reaction that parents gave me to the book because they said how they really appreciate the fact that it encourages the child to interact because of the questions being asked. Some of them, to much to their chagrin, have had to read it several times during the week, but, uh, <laughs> but they appreciate it as well. But that's the joy. You know you've hit it with children yes. when children insist on hearing it over and over and over. So Waffles has hit a chord. You mentioned how you had found Marina Sawmill, but I would imagine it's very difficult. You have this vision in your head, but you know you're not a children's illustrator. How do you go about looking for a children's illustrator who will honor your work, the words? Right, and I was lucky because Megan Rogers, who wrote A Miracle Named Mason at Penn College, did the work for me because she looked for an illustrator for over a year. And there's so many out there. And she thought Marina was the best one. And when she showed me her book, I was like, yeah, she was the best one. She gets it. And she did something in that book, which shocked all of us. She took it upon herself, talking about the illustrator Marina in Argentina, to look up what Penn College looks like and she placed a scene in Megan's book at Penn College. Nobody told her. <laughs> and then she did the same thing in my book with the James B. Brown Library. Because one of the days I take waffles to the library, on her own, she looked up libraries in Williamsport and came upon the James B. Brown Library. And you know how special that yes. place is. And she modeled the page after the James B. Brown Library. So she's very talented, oh, very special lady. That's wonderful. It makes the book feel as if it was completely produced in yes. in this area and that's something that children can relate to yeah, very much definitely i know children feel a great sense of pride when there's a book that mentions their town or has right. something that they know about yes i think adults their, too adults as yeah, well yeah. i don't think we ever grow up do we no <laughs> <laughs> we get excited when we see yeah sure <laughs> yeah how many adventures will Waffles have? Does Waffles have other adventures? Oh, yes. Uh, when I wrote this first book, I was thinking of doing a series of Waffles books. And the next one was unexpected to write. It's called A Day with Waffles and Alexis. And Alexis was a very special person. She's the eldest daughter of my longtime partner, Maria. And Alexis passed away in late May unexpectedly. It's been a tremendous loss for all of us, obviously. And 
Alexis was such a unique character. And I thought, what a great way to honor her memory than to have a book with her and Waffles doing the type of things that Alexis loved to do. Alexis was very involved in the rugby community at Penn State. She played rugby at Penn State and at the time of her passing was still coaching rugby at Penn State and at State College High School. So the rugby community has been very helpful with this because I don't know rugby very well at all because of a couple of pages we have um, Waffles playing rugby with Alexis. So it's going to be a special book and that'll be out in late September, early October. I'm so sorry to hear about Alexis, but that's absolutely beautiful. It'll be called A Day with Waffles and Alexis. And similar to the format for A Week with Waffles, every page will ask a question to spark creative thought and interaction. And the question will be a spinoff of the activity that's displayed on that page. In terms of early childhood reading, you've got Waffles Weekly Planner in the beginning. Yes, yes. And it says Sunday, sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah. She really is an organized guinea pig, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. I'm going to turn over to Sunday, and it talks about her room and what she likes to do and asks the children what is in their room. And that's yeah, right. really important when talking to young children, isn't it? Getting yeah. them interacting with a book. And if we move over to Tuesday, Tuesday Waffles has a friend. Yep, special friend Maria comes over with grapes. And it teaches you a little bit also about what guinea pigs like. Yes, oh, definitely. And what treats do you enjoy? So on each day of the week, you have got an activity. Waffles likes to read The Wind in the Willows. Yes, yes. (laughs) We had to find a book in the public domain. But I can think of nothing more appropriate. Right, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) first I was thinking Curious George and Marina, the illustrator, said, nah, we have to go public domain. So that was the perfect selection. But that's very clever because that's going to introduce a lot of kids and their families into saying, if Waffles likes Wind in the Willows. Right, I will too. I will too. And if Waffles reads, I I will will too. I will too. Well, Waffles, like I said, was a great pet. And um, unfortunately, she passed away last year and she had a great life. She was almost 10 years old, which is pretty uh, ancient for a guinea pig. But I'm just pleased that she can uh, live on through the book. And I was pleased a couple months ago, it won the Gold Award for Best Preschool Toddler Book from Reader Views and also won the Best Children's Picture Book Award from that organization. Who does the Reviewer's Choice Award? It's an organization called Reader Views, and it's really geared to independent authors. And some pretty famous people have submitted books for their literary awards, and they have for all different categories and genres. I was just very fortunate that their review committee really liked the Waffles book and gave it that honor. And I think it's really a credit, too, to the uh, illustrator because her illustrations are so vibrant and I would for each page I would give her pictures and ideas and then she does a draft and then sends the draft to me and then slight alterations are made and then we're off to the races. Is this your first children's book? Two years ago I co-authored a young adult book called Bucky Deacon's Dilemma and like Bucky Deacon's Dilemma A Week with Waffles is available on Amazon and in Williamsport right down the street at an auto bookstore. We like to mention Otto's bookstore because we're it so amazing? thrilled and proud of them. We are so fortunate. That's a gem. If you're fortunate enough to live reasonably close to Williamsport, a, a drive into Otto's oh. is perfect. 
or from your independent bookseller wherever you are. Not many left, but Auto Bookstore is a shining example. Tom Speicher, talking about his award-winning book, A Week with Waffles. Waffles the guinea pig will take your children on an exciting but recognizable journey through her week and is sure to become an animal hero of our youngest generation. A Week with Waffles can be bought at any good bookshop. Many thanks to Tom Speicher. And to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.